0: On this episode of Quantum Week, April 13th through 19th, 1996. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about uh, movies, music, headlines, and our stories from that time period. We are in April 1996 talking Primal Fear and Because You Loved Me, it's the the episode after the live show. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes.
1: Oh yeah, uh, this, goes yeah. Out, this
0: goes out tomorrow. I got to mix this motherfucker. Right. Oh, I told you before I was going to sit on the couch and eat pie and fucking drink all day, but mm. I can't do that because I got to mix this. Mm. But anyway, this is the back half. Do you of mix that the
1: Patreon shows? Or you didn't mix I it?
0: mix them all, yeah. Oh, I you said you yeah, no, because they're they're going on the software right here. It's not a lot that I have to do because I've I've prepped. Uh, there's a template, but I do need to make sure the levels are right. The, the uh, limiting's right mm. before it goes out. Yeah, I don't have to listen to the entire thing, though. But it does take a little bit of time. Then I got to export it. Fucking upload it, put in the liner notes, all that bullshit. All the stuff that you you just you don't have to deal with yet. Mm. But soon, my friend, you will have to deal with.
1: It. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be doing a movie project
0: uh, podcast starting in January. We'll talk more about it later on. But yes, it's in in the works. I mean, people kind of know about it already. I think anybody who's listening to the Patreon show probably knows what it's about. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you sound really excited about it. I am excited about it. I'm
1: nervous about it. I'm excited about it. Are uh, you nervous? Well, just Do you get nervous? The- I'm n- nervous. I like, guess like nervous is like dealing with this fucking bullshit. Yes, that makes me nervous. It's like, oh, I don't fucking deal with this. I just want to like do just this show. talk talking. Yeah, yeah, go home. Yeah, tell some jokes and call the day. You know? I but, Like uh, the idea of like having to like produce the show or like the technical stuff is like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I just want to learn anything new. <laughs> <laughs> At that Clearly. point in my life, you know, it's like, uh, I'm good, but uh, it's fine. I'll f- figure it out, I guess. Uh, Oh, one thing I do want to remind patrons or let pe- not remind, but let them know a little uh, early announcement here so um just like last year when we did the uh the poll for the uh, uh free movie, you know every year we do a kind of a Christmas gift to everyone is we do a uh audience picked movie yep um and we're gonna do that again this year. this remember last year Battlefield Earth One cause you guys hate us? thank you uh so uh same rules apply as last time um in that. We'll take the first sixteen movies that are uh, uh, are nominated uh by you folks, and then we'll do the poll the following week and that will constitute what our our move our movie would be. Here's how it'll work. Um it's going to be start when the Shawshank redemption episode uh drops. Okay. Uh, so it's Saturday. So you're hearing this on a Sunday. Yes, yeah, so so, next Saturday. So right, the next next Saturday. Uh, is uh, when that Shawshank episode drops. It's going to drop around 6 a.m.? Is that when you drop it? 5 a.m. Then? 5 a.m., okay, 5 a.m. So starting at 5 a.m., we will take submissions. Now, only patrons know this, so this kind of gives you guys, you guys want to, like, time a tweet or whatever, <laughs> or kind of schedule a tweet. All you have to do is simply write the movie title name and at Quantum Week. Yeah. That's all you have to do. That's it. So, like, whatever it is, you know, you know, we're not going to do Battlefield Earth again, but if it was Battlefield Earth at Quantum Week. That's it. Now, we... Last year, I was shocked. We ended up getting all of our submissions before noon last yeah, year. Yeah, it was very quick. Like, we were inundated with them. Right. Uh, so, this year, uh, you know we've, I don't know, we've tripled our listenership since last year, I think. Yep. Yeah, like, we've, so, it, I imagine it'll be even faster this Pretty year. Pretty quick. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, it, I'm going to be a sticker with the rules. Last year, I was kind of like, well, I can kind of see what they were going up. but this year, I'm not. Like, it has to be movie title at Quantum Week. That's it. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. And, and it has you know to be roles. a movie. Obviously we haven't done already. And it has to be a movie, um,
0: within our lifetime,
1: within our lifetime. Yeah. So from November 79 until now. Yep. I'm sorry. Until a year. If it's in the last year, we don't count it either. Right. So, uh, really from November 79 until 2020, say, yep. um, we'll take, should give you enough to draw from. And, and yeah. And all you have to do is just simply do that. And then, uh, I'll get my 16. I'll have the poll going to be fun. And then, uh, yeah. And then next week, obviously we have Shaw Okay. And uh, quiz, get, quiz Show. Quiz Show. Because um, that was my birthday week. That was. And you, I picked picked and you picked too. the music
0: too. You want to announce that as well?
1: Yeah. It's uh, All I Want to Do by Sheryl Crow and oh, Liz Ferris song.
0: Yeah. Uh, Supernova, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about those things.
0: Okay. That'll be fun.
1: Next week. Next week. This week, we're finishing up the live show week. Yeah. Which is 1996 with Fargo, of course, which we both loved.
0: Yes. And now we're doing... Um, now we're doing uh, Primal Fear. Primal Fear. And Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion. Yes. Celine you ready to get into it yeah primal fear um uh, you want me to tell you how i feel about it first sure. so uh the movie was disappointing uh and ed norton is fantastic yeah that's pretty 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 on point honestly i i this is because uh, i liked this movie before i think we I even talked say, about it right we're in the
1: kevin smith zone with this because yeah. when i was in when i was 16 or 17 i actually really liked this me movie. me too uh i would have say back then i would have given it a a b plus yeah somewhere um, around there yeah and
0: I was shocked how dumb this movie is. It's not good. Like, There's so many problems with the movie. So many problems. And actually, and the direction too is not good. Direction's not good. Um, Sorry, my buddy. My, my it looks like NYPD Blue. It looks like it should be some sort of TV show.
1: It said my bubby. I'll call him that too. My bu- my buddy and my bubby. You bubby? Gregory Hoblit. Right From frequency,
0: yes. Oh, that's right. Same guy wrote it. And you
1: mentioned TV, which you're absolutely right. This does look like a TV show, we'll say like a Law and Order episode. Yep. And the reason why is because this guy, this was his first feature film, he had only done TV before and he did a lot of TV, yeah. Hill Street
0: Blues, LA Law, right?
1: Um, which was prestige TV at the time, but it doesn't. But if you watch it now, yeah, like that's still if you go back and watch old episodes of LA Law, Hill Street Blues it doesn't feel as innovative as maybe it did back then for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also feels very, cause other, everyone else ripped it off. Right. But it feels very much like, all right, this is like a, this feels like the 90s. procedural TV show. Right. Right? I know Hill Street booze and other weren't procedurals, but they, it
0: still has that feel to it. Yep. That look. And this movie has that look. It really does. And I think he, he's like, there's a lot of stuff that's too on the nose. It's like, I don't. I, I, I was trying to think of an example. See, we we were originally going to tape this a few days ago, and um, right. but I I forgot to note which example that really hit me in the face. But it was almost like there was a point where they showed the knife, and then the knife was used to, like they, they just used like the sequence of things that he shot. I was like, I know it's about to happen because you just are fucking telegraphing it so hard, and you don't need to do it. It's also not a pretty film. It's not a
1: pretty film. Uh, it's, you know, it's shot on location in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you really, it's, they didn't make great use of the location. They didn't. Um, you mentioned how things are telegraphed and you're, you're absolutely right. Like you said, the knife is, is shown. Is just, what it was? It was something, there was something like that. It was like the that. opening shot of yeah. the knife. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which cuts off the uh, bishop's fingers, fingers in a brutal way. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, this is definitely like a schlocky kind of movie and I think they knew that going in. Uh, Richard Gere, and if you listen to Ed Norton tell it, Ed Norton famously has a, has a very giant ego. Yeah. So I guess take this for what its worth. But if, from Ed Norton's perspective was that Richard Gere and Hoblet, Gregory Hoblet, were going to leave the, uh, the, the film. Because they felt like the script and everything else just kind of was going nowhere. It felt yeah. like a schlocky B-movie. And then they saw Ed Norton's audition, which did become folklore. His audition for this movie became like the greatest audition real ever. Really? Yeah. This got him... His like next, he's did a Woody Allen movie. Uh, Everyone said they love you, and then he did. Oh, uh, Larry Flint. Right. They hired him based on that audition reel from Primal Fear. So people were just like passing it around yeah. Hollywood, being it like, "Check this
0: shit out." Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: It's like, oh my god, like this is like the you know, audition reel to end all audition reels. Yeah. And it kind of it put him on the map. What Did he do?
0: Did he do just do this character? Just do the two characters? I don't know
1: what the uh, I I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen the audition. I don't know I don't know which scene they pull it from. Yeah. It must be one of the it when he switches. Yeah, right. Right. Um. But yeah, it's a, it's an, I guess, an incredible audition reel, and and um, when Gear and Hobbit saw that, and then when they were working with Norton, they're like, oh no, we have to do this project, which is quite an egotistical story to tell. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> if Ed's telling it, Jesus Christ, so I don't Christ. know if I'd buy it because they like walk off the sh- the movie, or ho- and also it's Hobbit's first film. I doubt he's gonna like not. No. Doesn't, doesn't, none of, no, he's really, gonna he's gonna, really he's gonna pass the smell test. Right. But I will say so though, having having Norton in this movie though definitely elevates it. Oh my God. To a point where it shouldn't like. It, this movie has no business being this good.
0: No, it's not. Uh, it does not. Um, Which I say, this good. It's not. It's not a good movie. I'm not we'll get, recommending it. We'll get to Norton, but I do want to talk about Gear for a second. So, and I think he does a good job. But why the fuck is Ebert just like just socking him off for this entire for this performance? Like, it's a good performance, but he says nothing about Norton. Like, very little about Norton in his review, and just is tongue bathing. Fucking, yeah, he really liked Gear's performance was, here, and I thought it was good. I he like Gear. Fine. I like He's Gear. Okay. Never been
1: nominated for an Academy Award, by the way,
0: Richard. Yeah, I mean he's about that level. He's like a, he's like a B talent or a B, you know. He's sometimes he can elevate B plus talent. Yeah, it so happens when you a. can't
1: get like Costner for a while. Yeah, or you couldn't get for a while. It was even Harrison Ford in the in the oh, late eighties, right? Right. Like when you couldn't get those guys, you call Richard Gere.
0: Yeah, and he, I think he's good. I think he's a. I think he's a. He's got some talent, and I think he's pretty good here. But he, no one touches Edward Norton in this movie. Like, don't even Richard him. Gere. He's
1: Richard Gears should doesn't have the talent to be a leading man, but he has to be a leading man because he's so handsome. That's true. So it's a really odd spot to be in. I, I don't know if I also don't know if he has a talent to be like a really good character actor either. Though. I don't really know what no. he's doing. Like, no. so what is he like he's just right, he's a kind of this low rent or just like
0: you said B level so. like leading man. But I think that's that all he I can do. I, I guess kinda, there's a place for that. I kind of think that's that's a little unfair though. I mean he's better. He's not that bad. He's he's. I think he's pretty good. I think he's pretty good in general. Is a he's good pretty with him. He, there is absolutely. And I don't, but that's more and and like, like mis- mischievous, like, oh, though. What's that? It's kind of mischievous. I don't see the mischief. I, I also I also think there's like a. He doesn't you know, come off as the brightest either.
1: That's exactly. Yeah. a Lack of intelligence that, and I'm not saying he might be. I'm sure. I actually think he's actually a pretty smart guy is, in real yeah, life. Yeah. He's really into like the Tibet cause and, and yeah. other things. Um, that he doesn't necessarily have to be involved right. in. He he. But I, but yeah, he, his performances give off an air, kind of like this guy's kind of a goof. And then, like I said, he's like right, he's like too handsome to do anything else. I, I I'm never like that happy when I see his name pop up in the credits.
0: Yeah, me neither. Like when I'm gonna watch like, him. Oh, I was trying to remember Richard back if, if, if when we were younger, I was like, oh, Richard Gere movie, I should see this. I don't, but I don't remember that either. I don't think Richard Gere would have a place in,
1: like, let's say Richard Gere was 30 years younger. I think Richard Gere's career would be much less successful because back in the 80s and 90s. People made movies like this, thirty to fifty million dollar adult yep. dramas yep. that um, that did well. But nowadays, the box it's either a blockbuster movie or nothing. Right. And if you're Richard Gere, you're kind of like that second run kind of guy. I guess you maybe like a like a Netflix like to yeah. video kind of guy. Like I don't know what his career is. You, He's certainly he, not top lining major films.
0: What he needs to be is the same guy. The guy who's uh, I can't remember his name. He's in the walk. He was in the Walking Dead for the first couple seasons. He did Punisher on Netflix. Oh, John Barenthal? that guy. Gear needed to be an action star. If he were an action oh, star, no. it
1: would have worked. Gear couldn't pull that off. Isn't it a chop? Barenthal feels tough. There's a masculinity with Barenthal. I you don't I, think I that, don't
0: feel that with Gear. You don't think Gear could pull no, that gear's
1: off? Gear's too Gear's too uh, he's too pretty.
0: I guess, yeah. Barenthal's a little bit more yeah. rugged. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably. Been, right. I
1: can imagine a guy looking like John Barenthal working at a construction site. Yeah. I cannot imagine a guy looking like All Richard right. Gere working at a construction right, site.
0: <laughs> you know, like you know what I'm saying? But I was just thinking like his acting chops, he would be over he would be better than most action stars would be in those roles if he if he uh, if he took them. I guess that's kind of gear, the curse the curse of Gear. The curse of Gear.
1: Um, uh, in that you're right, he's probably a better actor than a lot of the action stars are. Right. Certainly guys like Seagal, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or you yeah, know, Van like, Dam or any of those Right, yeah, or any of those guys. Right. Like Gear's a better actor. But then Gear's not a, as good as, an actor as in his early days, like a Paul Newman type. Right. Or like so we mentioned Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford, who's uh, he's that weird kinda, of, you know, he does action, does he can kind he of does. do everything. But, I don't know, I guess. I don't know if Harrison Ford's a great actor. He's, he's good in Presumed Innocent. I think he's good. He's okay. in like regarding Henry, It's just it, he's all right. Um, but then you have, you know, but even like Tom Cruise, like Tom Cruise is a better actor than Richard Gere. Oh, yeah. And then Kevin Costner, in my opinion, is a better actor than yeah, Richard Gere. Yeah, both of them are.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now, Kurt Russell's kind of a B-list action Kurt star Russell's too. Kurt Russell's a better
0: actor than, than Richard I Geer. think Kurt
1: Russell's a better actor than Richard Gere he too. Is. Yeah. And he's warmer. He's more fun. Much warmer.
0: Yeah, you root but, for him. But as Kurt Russell is
1: the Richard Gere of action movies though. I think so. Never been nominated for Oscar. Yeah. Um, he's always like kind of like the third or fourth choice. Yeah. Like, you know, if oh, we can't get Stallone, we can't get Bruce Willis. Let's call. Uh, Kurt Russell. Let's call Kurt Russell.
0: And the same thing with, with gear. I think you're probably right. It's funny that the depth chart is so great. Then like, you know what I mean? Cause it's not this. No, but, I, but it's like, you have your four or five major, major, I suppose. Actors yeah. of any,
1: any year, you point to any year in history. Now they, those, those people might drop off the list quick. But, you know, but if he's it, the fourth choice, he's pretty good. That's not bad. I guess. I mean, uh, if, but he needs a, he needs an anchor. So like, think about his greatest movies, right? You have or his biggest hits, Officer and Gentleman, right? Yeah. Deborah Winger, I think, was the dramatic anchor there, right? She is. Then Pretty Woman. First, yep. when I say Pretty Woman, then what's the first thing you think of? Well, it's, yeah, Julie yeah, Roberts, of course. You don't you don't even you barely remember he's in the movie. I mean, you do, but you don't. And then, um, oh, this movie. And what's the first thing you think of this movie? You don't think of Richard gear. No. Think like Edward Norton. Yeah. Like Gear needs an anchor where like a major, like Paul Newman doesn't. And then- Even Harrison Ford and all them, yes. Even Harrison Ford doesn't, you're right. right.
0: Yeah. And and yeah, and Harrison Ford's not a, not a tremendous actor. So then why did Ebert love this performance by Gear so much? I, I didn't get it. I don't I know. Was like, I uh, think a, a few critics kind of carried Gear's water for a while, I felt like. I feel like Gear had a
1: longer career than he should. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I know it sounds like I'm just like- No, he's, he's good. I'm, I'm shitting all over <laughs> Gear here. And he's fine in this, but like, he's fine. Like, But I think a few- he really, a few critics really loved him yeah. and kept him relevant. going. Yeah, relevant for longer than he should have been. And yeah. I think that's what happened. I don't know if there's a
0: lot of subtlety with Richard Gere.
1: It's like not a lot, see, lot of subtlety. Well, I mean, it goes back to the intellect. Yeah. He doesn't, pres- he doesn't, um, there's not a lot of intelligence in his character. So he doesn't, right, he doesn't kind of exhibit that. You don't, you're not watching. So when that happens, there's not a lot, there's no depth.
0: So could he have been, uh, um, show me the money, what the hell's that movie? Uh, Jerry Maguire? Too old. But let's say he was younger. Could he have done that? Because that's just, that's kind of his character. Can he,
1: can he do the freak out? I
0: think it would have been just as awkward as Tom Cruise's freak out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was tough to watch. That's fair. Uh, he might have been able to do that. I just Kind of the asshole. He never
1: shows that emotion.
0: Tom Cruise didn't. That looked so foreign for him to do. <laughs> that was so weird. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess he probably would have been on a a, a list of potentials yeah because tom cruise, i don't think tom cruise can emote like that like he could in his earlier career anymore like mid 90s and that's that's it. Or, or late 90s and that's it eyes wide shut now it's it's all like he well, can't he's good at magnolia i came out the same year yeah that's a good point but that's a repressed person too yeah he can play repressed people but he can't like you're not gonna have dramatic moments with tom cruise do to not work anymore 20 well, more, but they did it for a time. They did it in the time, but that was really- Like, in the- Born on the Fourth of July is a good movie. Okay, that's a good point. When was that? That nine, was the 80s, nine? though. Yeah, 80. Was that still eighty? 89 or 90. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. And Not too long after that, then it just starts to get fucking weird with him. Well, maybe you become a big enough star, too, where it's hard to- You become such a-, a You can't like relate a to superstar. Yeah, you're, it's, not, you're, a
1: you're not like a real person anymore. So Richard Gere never, I would never say mm. hit that level. No way. I would never say Richard Gere was a superstar, but I would say he was a Hollywood star for he was. a very
0: long time. Absolutely. And then Pretty Woman, he was he was big then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, he he's had some major films. Uh, but um and th- this one did pretty well too. But this one did well because and the funny thing is like Gear, and th- I guess why it works so well for this movie, Gear definitely comes off as someone that's not as bright as he thinks he is. But then Edward Norton might be the most intelligent actor I've ever seen. Like how he exhibits himself. On screen. Yeah. Like Edward Norton seems like such a smart guy. He really does. When you're watching him. And, yep. and I'm really drawn. Edward Norton's one of my favorite actors. His career has been such a wild disappointment. Huge disappointment. I mean, maybe the biggest disappointment of my life in any actor yeah. is Edward Norton's career. Uh, it's a lot of it's self-sabotage. A lot of it, him being just insanely difficult to work with uh, him t- going into movie shoots and then completely taking control away from everyone. Um, becoming this huge ball. Bo- like, as like, like, uh, like, uh, uh you could Great call bossy. him bossy. Bossy. Um, just taking it's Matt, power
0: hungry, uh, all the time, and, and no one wants to work with him anymore. It's so sad. And he's not he's not lacking in anything either. He's good. He's not the he's not the most attractive guy ever. But neither is Matt Damon, and they're kind of they're they're probably as attractive people. But Norton's got better acting chops. So there's no, I don't think he's lacking in any way. He could have been huge. Well, the thing about Norton, and they they say this movie too, is he has kind of, he he has an every man kind of face. Yeah. He's not
1: uh, ugly. No, he's not. No, no. He's, he's not, not like, he's not hard to watch at all. He's not the most handsome guy either, but, but it's fine. Like It's fine. I think Matt Damon is more handsome than Edward Norton. Right? Not by a lot, but yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, I think he is. I think people, I think, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I seem to think like, I think like Matt Damon could kind of play more of a heart throbby kind of role than say, um,
0: Maybe Edward Norton never could. All right,
1: maybe. But I think Edward Norton, and Matt Damon is incredibly, it's a good comp though, in a lot of ways. Matt Damon's a very intelligent actor he too. He is. But I think Edward Norton's even like more intelligent. Absolutely. He's in like levels up on that. Yes. And then it'd be, and you think an actor like that who his greatest asset is intelligence. It's not looks. It's not uh, muscles. It's it's just intelligence. You think that guy would have a Paul Newman-like career. Guy could act for 50 years. He should have. And it, he may, he he poisoned the well with his attitude and no one wants to fucking deal with him.
0: Yeah. That's so sad to me. It's really sad. And is he ever better than here? I mean, he is like, he's just off the charts here. He is so good here in both roles and seeing the transition between the two is fucking uncanny. Like you believe him make those transitions. You, you see him like lose time and then, and kind of snap out of it and snap back in. It's, it's crazy. They're nominated for three Academy Awards,
1: uh, nominated for this, for this, uh, he also got a Golden Globe nomination, I believe, for People Versailles Flint. He definitely got a lot of critical acclaim, which came out the same great. year. Yeah. Um, what do you
0: think he's better in? This, this was a debate at the time. This. I mean, this is, this is a much harder role. I think this is a goofier role. You think it's good? Well, it's. The movie's goofy, you know? And um, People Versailles Flint is such a better movie. But when I'm watching him, I don't think it's goofy. When he's on screen, this is not goofy. No, well, there's, yeah, there's a line where. He, where
1: uh, Francis McDormand, who, by the way, <laughs> think about it. You have two of the most. Um,
0: yeah, two of the best actors. Two of the best actors of uh, that year. Yeah. So we
1: have, you know, if we talk about the Fargo episode, Francis McDormand plays uh, plays Margie. Yeah. And that might be the most iconic character of that year. Yeah.
0: You know, it's certainly, you know. And then. Yeah, well, Cuba, maybe. But, uh, yeah. Because he won. He, Cuba, uh, that character, that show me the money moment might be. You're right. But it's close. Right. All right. Let's, let's call it. They're in the top five. Sure. Okay. And this, I
1: every mean, Norton character is probably in that. I would think so. In that, you know, grouping to some extent. So you have two of the same actors in the same movie. It's pr- pretty rare. Now, obviously the Francis McDormand character in Primal Fear is, is,
0: you know, terribly written, boring, and. She's good in it though. She does a good job. She has
1: an okay job. I mean, she's given nothing to yeah. work with. Um, but it is wild to see them kind of acting. Each, but there's a scene, there's a, that line when, uh, when the first time you see Norton switch, and he's like, what the fuck do you want me to do about right. it? And it's like, oh shit! Shocking. That is like a needle drop. That is scary. Yeah, it is. That is like, wow, that's, that's a real, a uh, real moment. But then some of the other switching is like when he goes back to playing kind of the the, the dumb character. Oh,
0: uh, I think he does a great job. Yeah, I think he does too. In. He does
1: a great job, but it's just it's a little it's just it's just silly. The whole thing is kind of silly. I'm glad at the end that it is resolved that it was an act because yep. otherwise it's like really goofy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Um, the whole premise. It's not no Multiple no personas. no one could have done this any better than Edward Norton. I no don't way. no one no uh, and he elevates. I'm gonna end up giving this movie a, a C. I'm not gonna recommend it. Um, but if if it was let's say it was somebody else that Edward Norton. I don't know name a shitty actor um, or name like an actor that's like okay. Uh, Chris Pratt right or whatever. Uh, I know he's too young. But you, you get the point. Someone like that who hey, Chris Pratt decent. He's fine. He's fine. But if Chris Pratt was playing D. Edward Norton, this, this is a D minus movie. Yeah, this it's not good. A schlocky,
0: B I might movie. have to recommend recommend it for Edward Norton. I might have really, to. yeah, because I I was around the same thing. Like, see, mild recommendation, yeah. very mild recommendation, just to see it. This is a very light like, non recommendation from me. Okay, so I mean, we're we're not far apart no. here, but I I think like if you haven't seen it, I, this I know we've talked about uh, some of the best supporting actors uh, performances. This is one. This is has to be one of them. This has to be top ten. He fucking nails this part. It's crazy. I wish it, it would it would be. You know it's too bad i couldn't have seen it to get i, I knew it was going to happen of course because we saw it right 20 years ago yes right? but i wish i could have seen it for the first time again with my adult eyes yeah and uh it's too bad that i expected what was it but I, I, he was still he's phenomenal if you haven't seen it i if you haven't seen it i think it's worth seeing because he he does a he does a crazy job the problem there though is that it goes back so if this guy is that smart yeah well, how do you get caught Oh, and he so mentions many, that too. All he's dumb. like,
1: he's like, I, I got all... caught, didn't
0: I? It's like this... Roy's slip up at the end is complete bullshit. He's too smart. he never would have. He never would have talked about the strength. Whatever her name is, neck is okay. Ask her. Ask oh her no, her I think okay. he did on purpose. That he... no, because then he said, oh, see, I slipped up." Oh, oh, I think he. No, I think he was. Fuck- I think he wanted Gear to know. I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they did a good job explaining it that way. There, because when he says. Well, I did get caught, didn't I? But he yeah. wasn't, no, he got caught. He was covered in blood. Like he was going to get, he, he knew he was going to get caught. It's, he got caught by gear as well as No, I no, no I think he
1: meant I got caught by the police, is what he's saying. He knew he was going to get caught. He, well,
0: he that's, did it in broad daylight.
1: Yeah. R- really dumb, which is this guy would never have done.
0: I don't think that's well. That's my interpretation. <laughs> that's, that was not my interpretation. Yep. My interpretation is uh, he wanted to get like no. he, he fucked up with, with gear. Oh,
1: I don't think so. I think he wanted to get because mean it, it He be fucked up. He's like he wanted, and that's why he came over. He's He's like finally he figured it out. Oh I, I, yeah, I got
0: that. But I also thought hmm. he was he was happy. He wanted he wanted to get no. He wanted he wanted oh, someone I, to know. By the time it happened, it, he definitely wanted to gloat. But yeah. all right, well that's disputed. The way that I took at it, right. I took at it is that is that he slipped up there at the end yeah. when talking about uh, you know the neck. Um, but okay, either way. Either way. But either way, this wouldn't guy wouldn't have gotten caught would, or he wouldn't have gotten caught. This guy would
1: never have made, who murdered the bishop in, in, in and he would Not be so only much that. more intelligent about Not it. Not only that,
0: why would Roy be, be pretending to be Aaron and do these sex acts for the bishop in the first fucking place? How does that help him? He's a super smart guy, like go fucking con people and take their money. Yes. Why the fuck would he do that? Pretend Aaron to have these sexual acts for this fucking stupid priest. Why would you do that? It, that it, made no sense to me whatsoever. No sense. Why? Unless he's like getting off on it, but they never, they don't, well, they don't justify they don't it, that justify. this character is some sort of sexual deviant no. who likes to be, you know, likes to play act for priests as a underage guy. Like, it's very strange. There's no, he wouldn't have done that. No, and, Roy, I, and someone, and it's Roy, someone super smart like Roy would never want, why would he ever? Allow a archbishop to fucking dominate him, like take videos of him doing sex acts. That didn't made no made no sense. You no, know, the whole relationship between arch
1: the archbishop and Roy, if Roy is this genius guy, which you know he he is at the end of the movie, their whole the whole relationship between archbishop and Roy makes no sense at all. Zero. Like, sense. from the beginning until Zero. he gets killed.
0: There's no way these guys would, in theory. What a stupid script! It's well, a horrible script! So dumb. You want to know uh, if Norton doesn't turn in court? So if he doesn't go from Aaron to Roy in court, right. it's over. There's no, there's no, there's no insanity plead. He's going to jail. Right. So why would fucking Janet, uh, by, uh, Lenny there. Yeah. She would know, like, why would she goad him? Why would she keep goading, goad? There's no point in her fucking, uh, like going after him that hard because it just, all it does is it allow him to turn in court. And why did he wait
1: so on? Like there, at any point she could have been like, all right, you know, I'm done with my questions here for this witness.
0: Right. Like she could have, e- so like he, w- he's lucky that he's lucky that she pushed. Yeah, exactly. Everybody was lucky. Gear is lucky. He's lucky. It was so dumb yeah, and no, she no, shouldn't no. have done it because there's no, there's no upside to her. He looked guilty. They so, were- so you think that
1: this is Norton's best performance? Cause he, you know, he got nominated for this, obviously. And he should have yeah. won. Uh, he's better than Gooding. Yes, yes. is. Uh, history is on our side yeah. of that one. Uh, He got nominated for American history X. Very good there, but I haven't seen that in years. I haven't e- seen for it a while. ever. Uh, he also got nominated more recently 2015 for Birdman.
0: I forgot about that. Um, but I think he's better in 25th Hour, he's very good in that. And I, I, we both like that movie very much. I hope we, it's get very good. Movie.
1: It. Uh, yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to walk in that one for sure. Uh, and because I'm
0: not the biggest Spike Lee fan. No, I'm not either. But that, that one—that's that's like his crown really jewel. Really
1: interesting. Yeah, uh, and
0: he's great in that. Yeah, he's but, he's fantastic. But I think this is hard. I just think this is harder. I love him
1: in Rounders. Yeah, I know it's a different movie. Um, but I think it's a more it's a more realistic movie of like how this smart sleazy guy would really be like yeah. behave instead of just you know falling in with priests and weird stuff like that. <laughs> uh, like I said, I me- I mentioned Larry Flint. I think he's fantastic in that. He is. Is it a movie called The Score, which I would love to run into for this for this show? Oh, is that is it with um, uh, with De Niro uh, and De Brando? De Niro and, yeah, that's right. So De Niro, Brando, and they and they picked Edward Norton. And that, this also the reason I like the score is so is such an important movie. Um, bizarrely, it's a it's a it's kind of a goofy robbery movie. It's not a particularly great movie. It's not a great movie. Um, but it's a very important movie because it tells you what people thought about Edward Norton in 2001 when it came out. Right. Because they have the old legend, yeah. Brando, right? You have the the you know middle-aged legend in De Niro. And who's the young guy? They didn't pick Damon. They didn't pick DiCaprio, they picked Edward Norton for a reason. Yeah. He was the heir apparent. Yeah. He was the supposed to be the next guy. And it all fell apart.
0: Yeah.
1: Like the, the trajectory of edward norton's career and the fall of his career i think is wild i i, I i'm surprised people don't talk about it more
0: he did the truth about charlie like he's doing he he does dumb movie i mean the hulk it's just kind of it's all right but like he has no business doing those movies the hulk yeah the hulk you can on you can kind but of understand about charlie uh, i haven't seen that There uh charlie's theron and uh and marky mark right yeah he did a, he did the uh was it the italian job too right yeah, they're kind of similar movies. I saw that, aren't they? I think they're similar. Truth, no, Truth about Charlie. Uh, now, nah. yeah, he did the Italian job. He's the bad guy. Italian maybe job, I saw that. Yeah. Maybe Truth about Charlie. I swear he's in that one too. I could be wrong. Um, there's yeah. no need for him to do the Italian job. It's some sort of. I think he wanted. I mean, they
1: paid him a lot of money. I guess, yeah. Um, he does some Wes Anderson stuff. Uh Moonrise uh, Kingdom. That's he did right. Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh you know he's done some major films like you mentioned Hulk. He he did a uh, Red Dragon, which is one of the yeah. Silence of the Lambs sequels. I haven't seen that forever. Uh, but yeah, he and he just doesn't. Has he ever done Tarantino?
0: No. I mean, maybe that'll restart his career. Tarantino,
1: Tarantino puts him
0: in some I don't
1: know. I don't know. Same I don't know. If Tarantino. Maybe there's a reason they don't work together. Maybe. You know, I don't know if Tarantino would want to deal with someone like Edward Edward Norton. I mean, Tarantino is an ultimate control guy. He is. Which which is he's right. He writes the movie. He directs the movie. That that's fine. But to have the actor kind of come in and then start calling the shots. Now, Wes Anderson keeps working with him again. And Wes Anderson, you can see his movies have a certain look and they a feel that he's obviously in control over. So maybe if the director is someone that Norton deems worthy, Norton stays out of the way. Because they do work together quite a bit, and they seem right. to have a good relationship. But then other people would just, you know, I mean, he got fired from the Marvel stuff because
0: he was such a pain in the ass. Is that what happened? A big reason. So they, would he have continued to be the Hulk? Yeah. He would have been. Yeah. I mean, he, he was all frustrated
1: with the process. They were frustrated. And you can imagine, too. I mean, think about Marvel. They're, they have this core direction they're going. In. They have this, you know, they're, they're like a freight train. They can't be yep. stopped. And they're going to do it their way. And you just sign up and you do the best you can. You of kind of make it as much of your own as you can. But yep. that's not yours. It's Marvel. That's right. And Edward Norton is the ultimate independent guy, which I want to do it my way. And they're like, well, no, it doesn't it quite work that way. Uh, I guess Norton was a real, real headache on set with the Hulk
0: movie. That wasn't. Yeah, probably best because uh, ten movies with him as the Hulk, I, I think. Would be I a can't imagine. Waste.
1: Can, I mean, can you imagine him just signing up and doing? I, that, that doesn't. It's hard to even like yeah. wrap your head around at this point.
0: Yeah, he's too good for that shit. Um, so Ebert gives us three and a half stars, which is mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, oh, you know what? Something that I did like is that it could have been a big conspiracy and it wasn't. Like they really set it up that way, where it could have been the control, for either the political elite, um, and. uh Police chief or whatever, or Sean, I don't know, that Chauncey guy, I can't remember his name. Um, uh
1: the John Mahoney character? Yeah, Mahoney yeah, yeah, character. Yeah.
0: Like it could have been that, and this guy's just a patsy, and it wasn't. So I thought that was kind of a nice touch because you even do have a little bit of that side story too, where Richard Gere's buddy, who's some sort of, I don't know, crime oh, boss. Stephen or something. Bauer, yes. Yeah, Bauer, right. Uh, who gets killed in the. So they did set it up in that direction. It could have gone that way and it didn't, which I thought was interesting that there was a little bit of a. I guess it just seemed like kind of a pointless, like, red herring to me. Yeah, maybe. Was a waste of time. The whole thing was a waste of time. What do you want? Uh, Ann Biederman wrote this, who wrote Copycat Public Enemies. Public Enemies, I thought was not good. Copycat, I don't remember. Co- that's
1: the uh, Holly Hunter. Sigourney.
0: Uh, Sigourney Weaver movie. Yeah, I, I, I saw it, but I can't remember. Yeah, I
1: saw it when it came out.
0: Uh, Produced and wrote a lot of NYPD Blue, Ray Donovan, Southland. Actually, I think she created Southland and Ray Donovan. Never saw Southland. Did it's you not bad. It? Uh, I uh, watched the first season. Um, It wasn't bad. It was on NBC, and then they took, uh, TNT took it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was on NBC, right? Or NBC, sorry, yeah. is that what I said? Yeah. I didn't say that. I think it was on NBC. NBC. And, uh,
1: yeah, right. TNT took it. Yeah, I didn't watch the TNT. I watched like the first season on NBC. It was all right. It was all right. It's got some people in it that are. Yeah. Interesting. It was. It was fine. Um, it's
0: like mid like 2010 or something.
1: Something in that, yeah, maybe yeah. yeah, even a little
0: earlier. And I've never watched Ray Donovan, but people say that they
1: like yeah, it. Yeah, I've not seen Ray Donovan. I've heard, I've heard good things though. I heard it's a decent movie. It's just not. I don't know if it's 100 percent for me, but yeah. No. Um, no, I'm just you know I am just looking at Edward Norton's filmography right now. It's just it's just frustrating. It's I, it really it really bothers me. Probably shouldn't as much.
0: Well, uh, no, it's like a baseball player who has all the tools who yeah. gets off to a hot start and then like Nomar is 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 upsetting to me because he should be a Hall of Famer, but his body broke down or used steroids or whatever it was, and he stopped being an effective player at his late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. So it's not the not it's not the worst comp. Something like that's really frustrating because you're like, oh, I want to, I want to watch this person be great for a long time. I know, for 15 years or something.
1: And like, I still keep waiting for him to come back. Uh, he, he could. He made a movie I have not seen. It, it was a motherless Brooklyn. Oh, I haven't nowadays. seen. It. I heard it was. He, well, it was but he directed it. it, wrote it, produced it, did everything with it.
0: Kirk saw it and said it was terrible, which is why he got I didn't really watch it
1: got really bad buzz. He put it out in Oscar season and it just like died. Yeah. It just, you know, it came out in 2019. Yeah. Which is a very strong movie year, but it just it completely like. You should probably see it, anyway. it got swallowed up. Yeah. Um I'd love to cover the show too. There's a few. This is our first, no, our second Edward Norton movie. Larry Flint Yes, Like, there's a few on here I'd love to cover because I just think he's such a fascinating, interesting actor. He's always good. Like, even that Hulk movie, I don't, you know, you, know, you guys know how I feel about Marvel and stuff. I don't really like him, obviously. But um, I still think that movie's way better than Guardians of the Galaxy. And partly because I just find Norton to be, like, a really interesting actor to watch. Yeah. Uh, but, and there's a few on here that maybe aren't my favorite movies that I'm like, oh, I'd kind of like to check that out. Well,
0: he works as, as Banner. Like if you remember, watch, yeah. did you ever
1: watch the Hulk TV show?
0: Of course. Yeah, right? Not, Bill Bixby, who yeah, no, Yeah, exactly. Like uh, he just, he, uh, or if you read in the comics, I uh, read uh, some of the 70s, I think, comics with it. And my uncles had them. Um The Hulk, the Banner character is a really intelligent character. So you, yeah. you buy him as that. You do. And also sensitive and aware of what happens when he becomes the brute. So he does work for that character. I wonder if we'll run into the,
1: uh, I'm sure we will. It, I know it bombed, but it still made some money. It was the Eric Banner...
0: Yeah, I saw Jennifer that. Conn. It's better than the Banner version, but
1: I like Banner. Well, oh, I like the Banner
0: version a little better. You like it really? It's a little weirder. It's a
1: little weirder. I think Angley's doing some interesting things. Yeah,
0: that's um, true. But the character it didn't. Uh, from what I remember, it's been a long time since I've seen that too. But the character it didn't make sense. Like the 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 whole character and some of the backstory and stuff didn't quite make sense with uh, Marvel that. that I knew. But,
1: but hopefully we're we'll running
0: run into it for it sure. It did make money. Yeah, I know he was frustrated with. Uh, I think Banner uh, Banner was frustrated. He was frustrated after yeah. It, but, yeah. Um, what do you do? um yeah i don't
1: know uh this movie kind of stinks um so uh, so it was
0: yeah. it was uh Cooper gooding jr william h macy um armin was a muir Mueller, Mueller, Mueller stahl from shine yep. edward norton and james woods all from Ghosts of mississippi all were nominated for uh academy uh, for the academy award for um for yeah see i give it to macy there that's uh, i give it to norton but macy's phenomenal in fargo yeah Either way, it's better than Cuba. This is just. I also would have put Vince Vaughn in there too for swingers, but I forgot that was this year. Yeah, Vaughn's very good too.
1: Like that, you know. Once again, comedy bias in the Academy. Then they didn't. They're not going to put that in there. But uh, that's right. That would have been his Trent is like one of the great characters and <laughs> one of the great supporting actor <laughs> comedic characters ever. He's so funny in that. Um, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a solid list. You're, I mean I totally agree. Like Cuba Gooding Jr. Like he doesn't hold a candle to Macy or Norton's performance. But and yet. I would also put Norton's performance. Oh, uh, in Larry Flint in there ahead of Cooper Gooding Jr. Sure. Like there's a few people like, I haven't seen uh, Shine. I think I saw when it came I out. Saw shine I, was a, I, was, it, I saw
0: the theater. I, I,
1: yeah, but I need to, for, I would need to watch it again. Right. And then Ghost of Mississippi, I don't think I've seen that.
0: I don't think I've seen it either.
1: James Wood's very good. He is. He's fantastic in Casino. Um, Small role, but he's, yeah. he's great. It's Celeste yeah, Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, one great, of my yeah. favorite. James Wood's good. The, maybe the most despicable character in film history, Lester <laughs> Diamond. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, no, I mean, look, Macy's great, Norton's great. Two people that have, I think, underwhelming careers potentially.
0: Uh, but I but, think but what do but you I'm do if you're Macy? with Norton? What do you do with if you're Macy? Not a good looking guy, kind of a mousy guy, um, very smart, very talented actor, but he's always gonna be uh like Norton can be a leading actor. Well, I guess I mean Macy, went, Macy was, did that shameless
1: show. Which for, he's good on for, it's like oh, ten seasons.
0: You know, for like eleven seasons or something like that. Yeah. And it's
1: like, all right, well, I guess you
0: you know. He works in that. He's very good. Yeah. As the I can't it, remember was like it was frank or something
1: frank. right yep. yeah and that you know uh i haven't seen the show at all uh, i'm sure i'm sure it's decent it um is. Yeah, but like it's, it's a little disappointing to see someone though i think is like academy world level performances doing like a you know a show on whatever showtime or something it's like ah, oh, it's kind of
0: i know i just think like he's gonna be he was critically acclaimed for 11 for seasons you're like, uh, a right, what are we doing here yeah you know? that's a long time i agree but but norton's more dramatic more of a dramatic yes. oh i, mean, I agree I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, right. I'm, I'm much more
1: upset with Norton's career than I am with Macy's.
0: He should never like Norton should never be in any B, movie. like the, or you know no, what I mean? no.
1: Should and never. Norton has done, you know,
0: go through the list There's a bunch of
1: them. That, you know, yeah. Movies like, why, why is he doing this? What's happening here? And, and you, you know, I think, you know, also Matt Damon, who's, who is much easier to work with just complete Damon and DiCaprio completely came in and just took all the roles from Norton because no one deal. With Norton. Norton's bullshit. Like, all right, we can, fu- you know, even Ben Affleck for a while. Like, you could have had Ed Norton be in Argo. You could have. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Obviously, obviously, I know Affleck directed it, but, like, you know, but, like, you, Absolutely. Yeah, you go through the list, you're like, all right, you can, there's enough, oh, Bradley. Any of the Affleck. Bradley
0: Cooper. That's true, too. Nether Bradley a little younger, but yeah. A little younger, but, you, but there's some of oh, those yes. roles, where they, they could have,
1: Right. you know, there's enough talented, think, leading man actors where you don't need to use Edward Norton.
0: I think Affleck, Damon are great comps there because you could have seen him in in uh, in the Mars film, The Martian. Yep. You could have seen Norton in uh, The Town He Would Have Been Good In. All mm-hmm. all those films he there's a bunch of films he could have done, and he would have. Been, he wouldn't. Yeah, *North of the ber- Town*. I don't know. I like, think would have I worked.
1: mean, Affleck is. I mean, he's so Boston, so it kind of works. I know. I just mean the character. Um, yeah. Yeah. I see yeah. That. I mean, like, but I mean, well, I mean, we saw Damon and Norton in the same movie in *Rounders*. That's right. And um, it worked really well. Um, uh, but yeah, Norton. I think didn't want to deal with this shit, and there were enough leading man actors that were talented. It's like, all right, we'll just go a different direction. Well,
0: hopefully, he gets more humble as he ages, and and he can start doing some. Some uh, some good shit again.
1: Now yep. he just seems to work with the same directors over and over again, and then he'll do or he'll do the kind of weird movies like uh, Or he'll I know he worked in that Motherless Brooklyn, which is a disaster because people died in the shooting of that. I forgot about like that The fire that happened oh. in that set. Um, is a mess. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I just kind of throw up my hands with him. them. Frustrating career. And yep. if, uh, if, uh, uh, in a movie. This movie much weaker than I remembered. Um, yeah, it's too bad. If I it know. were just a little bit stronger. One of the more disappointing movies we've covered in here, one of the movies that fell the largest, longest in my, um, in my memory,
0: Yeah, was this one. I would say that's probably the case for me, yeah. too. I remember liking it a lot more than... I guess I was dumb. Time. I was good.
1: Even like the... no, people but you didn't don't... even understand like basic like legal talk. Like, uh, they had on um, The Private Investigator, played by Andre Brower, who's a great actor. Right. And, he, and he's like, he uses allegedly wrong on the stand. <laughs> and like... He would know. He would know. Like he works for a lawyer, right? In the the most basic, like if you watch three episodes of Law and Order, you have more legal
0: (laughs) knowledge than most of the characters in this movie. That's true. It's has a really good cast. Was forgiving back then. It actually has a really good cast cast because you got Alfred uh, Woodward. Is that her name? Alfred Woodward. uh, uh, Yeah, you have a ton of Andre Brower, Francis McDormand. I mean, the
1: the cast. Laura Linney, who I like, very good. John Mahoney. Laura Linney, by the way. Always oh, say it every time we do our Olney movie. Yeah, went to school with Buster Olney, the uh, the, the yep. baseball uh,
0: writer for ESPN. Right, they were in the same
1: prep school in Vermont. Well, good for, How about that. For her.
0: I always thought she was so pretty, and uh, but this time '96, she's like early 30s, such a pretty girl, and she uh, great, very talented actor. Yeah, cold though, too cold. Very cold. Yes, I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind colder ladies. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine by me well, well Jodie Foster it's the same thing I think Jodie Foster is really attractive and I used to love to see her in a film too
1: she yeah I think with the Lenny though it really held her back think so yeah she's a good actor almost like too smart
0: and too cold and I think it cost her a lot of roles she gives Richard Gere one look here at the end of the case that's got a lot of warmth and heart in there she's like she's upset she's kind of distraught about what she just saw and she looks back at, at Gere I think mm. they're in a dark room he walks away that's like Kind of knocks, knock me back a little bit. She's, I think she's very talented. You're a Lindy advocate, huh? Yeah, I'm a big, uh, big Lindy guy. I think she's very good. All right, and uh, yeah, whenever I've seen her, I thought she's very talented. But there we are. Anything else with this movie? Yeah, ah. I fucking hate it. Fair. I fucking hate Celine Dion so much. This is not a good song. Oh my god, shoot just fucking shoot me. I, like listening to this entire album. I'm like I, 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 I couldn't I do it. I'm like a half I gotta do me. it. I did a couple of songs, but I can't. And then like some of her other discography. It's rough. I like to be fair, I like appreciate I don't okay. I don't appreciate her I hate her music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I sort of like appreciate her as like a person. Yeah, I too. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of root for her a bit. Me too. I fucking hate her music. If, like, what? $1,000 to never hear a Celine Dion song again. $1,000. I would do $1,000. That would be be great
1: though, right? Never hear Celine again? Ever.
0: That'd be wonderful. Like, I hate. I. Do I hate it as much as, like, the Mariah Carey stuff? I think I hate her music more. Oh, Celine Dion
1: music is way worse than Mariah Carey. Way
0: worse, right? Like, like substantially, like Whitney Houston is so much like it, her. Even the adult contemporary, even like the I'll Always Love is really pretty song. She nail, she nails it. That style is so much better than anything that Celine Dion's singing um, ever. Even like her up tempo stuff, she she does some like reggae ish. Um, is it this one? I like hate this so much. This like. Knock off bullshit, adult contemporary reggae. That song is called Make You Happy. Oh, I've like, nothing on this album speaks to me. The first song on the album. The first song was famous. Right, very famous. Yes, Uh, it's... uh, What is it? uh, I've got it. Um, All coming back to me now. Yeah, that song is not... This song's terrible. No, it's not good. It's better than this song. It is. It hit number two. Mm. Where this one hit number one. Um... That song, All Coming Back to Me, is.
1: uh,
0: But what does it remind you of? To- I mean, of course it reminds you of. Meatloaf, right? Yeah. Well, uh, and it actually sounds like, and I can do anything for love, but I won't do that because the same it's, writer. It's, I shouldn't say it's terrible. That's a better song than this. It, it, I like uh, meat. I like meat. Meatloaf. That's the same. No, but that, he covered this. He covered it. He covered. Oh. Uh, I just played for you. I didn't play it very long, so you wouldn't have right. heard it. But I played for you. But there are two versions of All Coming Back to Me. Oh. Meatloaf does it 10 years later. Jim Steinman was Meatloaf's co writer on all the bad out of hell shit. The first right. one in the yeah. 70s, that, the second one familiar. in the 90s. Right. Um, he wrote. He wrote All Coming Back to Me for, well, he wrote it for Meatloaf. Meatloaf didn't have an album to put it to. Yeah. And Celine Dion took Celine it. And Dion did it. Did, yeah. So it sounds like if you watch that video, it's very meatloafy or you listen to it. It's very and the build meatloaf. up too, it's like yes. very, yeah. Yes. It's, That's a meatloaf it song. It does, it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, I never, it's true. It's true. Um, I didn't put that together. Jim Steinman. Uh, yeah, it was intended that. So All Coming Back to Me, first song on this album, you're exactly right. It was, uh, it's, the album's called Falling Into You. It was written by Jim Steinman. It was intended for Bat of Out of Hell 2. So that's the one back into hell. That's the one in the 90s, mm-hmm. which I will do everything. Uh, I will do anything for love, but I won't, I do, won't that, do that. Yeah, Which is a monster hit for fucking Meatloaf. Yes. I, I don't even know. It might be in the same level, 20, 30 million copies sold. Uh, and unfortunately, what, what happened was, so Meatloaf ended up covering it. Cause he's like, this was supposed to be on that album. So I'm going to do a cover with another artist in sometime in the mid 2000, like uh, 2008 or nine or something. I can't remember the exact date. And he was so close to Jim Steinman. They were, they were fr- like friends, co-writers loved each other. And Simon was like, uh, he's dead now. He, he died last year. He was having, he had a, a health problems for the last like 20 years of his life. Steinman's people sued meatloaf's people. Because he covered the song and then there was this huge legal oh no. batter battle of profit. It didn't have anything to do with Steinman and Meatloaf. They were just sort of caught in the middle, still cared about each other, but like all their people were suing each other over this this uh this cover.
1: So quick aside, yeah. You remind me of something, Meatloaf. We forgot. <laughs> Edward of course we covered Fight Club.
0: Yes. That's right.
1: And Edward was fantastic in that.
0: He is fantastic in Another that. Another
1: guy I think, who I think uh Mark corrected him a little bit or was someone they called it was
0: Brad Pitt. Of course. Yeah. You know, it's maybe about the same age. Maybe he's a couple yeah, years older. Yeah, about the
1: same age. like, all right, I don't want to, yeah. Brad Pitt a much easier guy to work with. Let's call him up. And Norton's you know? a better
0: actor. Not by a ton, like, really like. I agree. Brad Pitt a lot. I agree. Uh, but a better actor, and, yeah. But with the, the difference is not discernible. It's, it's such a small amount. It's, Norton's better. He is better.
1: But Pitt's pretty close. He's, he's yeah, and he's great. Pitt doesn't bring the baggage. Let's just call Brad up.
0: Yeah, let's call Brad up. And not up. only have a Brad also. sells a better sells guy guy and, It yeah, sells right. more tickets, yeah. you know, and then, you know, and, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, Norton was never a box office. No, because Rounder's flopped. Like, mm. pardon the pun. In the, in the um in the box office. That's right. Uh, fico didn't do as well as it's, Like, Norton was never a box office guy. He was oh, like no. maybe a guy you might get some awards or
0: um you know, critical he, acclaim with. He might have He he might have had that trajectory though if he didn't fuck it up. I know, right? He yeah. should have. Uh, anyway, so so meatloaf. So uh, yeah, it's just but that that opera. So I'm not a. Yeah, the right, yeah, operatic, operatic yeah, like yeah, yeah. adult contemporary. Oh, I don't like it. I'm saying it's better than the I song agree. We're covering. That's all I'm saying. I agree. This song is absolute fucking trash. God, <laughs> it was so so bad. So it was uh um it was for the movie written for the movie "Up Close and Personal." Yes, by our good buddy Diane Warren again. Right. So Diane Warren, as we talked about before cold woman who lives all by herself doesn't have any romantic relationships but writes all these love songs to get fucking huge critical acclaim and end up in all these movies like the aerosmith song this is, getting, this is getting critical acclaim though. are you kidding me it was nominated for two uh it was nominated for an academy award it was it was uh it's a grammy winner yeah that's not that's a different than critical acclaim
1: okay by critics, the academy critics dog this though like the academies is a lot of the artists like the artists pat themselves in the back especially the grammys but the Grammy, the, like, the, that's not made up of critics. You,
0: well, okay. All right, fine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but awards, though. It's getting awards. Awards? Yeah, I'll give you awards. You wouldn't call that critical. So if someone wins an not academy. No, it's award. different from you, the academy, was a little different. Like the voting body is different. But what I'm saying is they got she got nominated
1: for an Academy Award right. for, this for this music. Song. But that's, yeah. do you still think that's different yeah, yeah, than I Yeah, I know acting? the Academy Award was a ton about music on this. Like when the Academy votes like the best <clears> song, it's always like, what are you doing here a little bit?
0: I guess I say critically acclaimed because of the because of the awards and then also they're gonna get Billboard Awards and shit too. It's yeah, like, I guess the
1: critical like if you look at like I look at like all music who, or Rolling Stone or I like the, the critics, I always look at that and it, this did this I mean All right. I don't so know cr- like awards but not like cri- uh, critics love like Wilco and critics love like more indie, uh, like you know, Arcade yeah, Fire I, for a while, yeah, or uh, yeah, or, yeah. or Radiohead. Yeah, I think All critics right. align more with you. Okay, much, I know not Radio, uh, not Arcade Fire.
0: No, but I, I yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So Diane Warren, right? So turn back time. How do I live without you? Nothing's gonna stop us now, which is the Starship movie from the Man uh, Starship song from the mannequin yeah. movie, Rhythm of the Night, which actually to the beat of the rhythm of the night. That one was in um oh Shogun. What was that? Uh oh The Last Dragon movie. She does all these like hit songs for yeah. movies and just makes so much fucking this this woman is a Satan. She's the fucking devil. She's a little demon. And writes this bullshit. She gives the music. people what they want. Her and David Foster, who produced this, was the same almost fire, yeah. which actually I uh, like. We, it's we a better just song. Yeah, way better song. Um, we just encountered him because he did all the music for Secret to My Success, which oh, I hated. Oh, yeah. The music on that one. Yeah, I don't think you, The music was rough. It was rough. That okay. was not a good movie. Um, so just as whatever. On the album Falling Into You. Now, here's the thing with Celine Dion. She has two albums that have sold over 30 million fucking copies. This one, Falling Into You, uh, which is her fourth album, and the next album, um, which is what was this? Uh the other one is uh Let's Talk About Love from nineteen ninety seven. Two years in a row, she has an album back to back that sold that sells over 30 million fucking copies. Wow. She also has in the you you know, I have that list of like most album sales. Yeah. Uh so the top tier is like the is above thirty million. So okay. she's in the second tier. I mean, whatever. There's like ten or twelve albums up there. Um, she's got two in the thirty million tier. She has two in the twenty million tier, wow. too. Like that's that's, that's not fucking that's around. Legit, yeah. She's sold anywhere between 200 and 250 million albums. Like, that's not fucking around. No. And she's not uh she's older now, she's probably She's in her fifties. Yeah, she's doing stuff in Vegas right now. That's the other thing is she's got one of the. I yeah. think she has actually the most successful Vegas show ever. It was a, a, a new day, 717 shows, four hundred and eighty million dollars. The Vegas thing actually. If I were a famous actor or a famous musician, I'd love to do the Vegas gig. Have audiences come to you? Yeah. How fun is that? I you know. get to play the music that you like. Sounds well, like she, she's on leave right now. She's she's. Uh,
1: She's had health problems, and I guess she's having, like, uh, I don't know, some health issues, and she uh, isn't a- isn't able to do, um, hasn't done shows for a while. I oh, think really? she isn't able, I guess they canceled all shows until, like, March, I think. Mm, um, That's too bad. I know. She's like a good person.
0: She does seem like a good person. I know there's that age difference with her and her, her deceased husband, Renee, uh, something like 24-year difference. Yeah. But it sounds like he took care of her, like he was the, I mean, it's a little bit weird there. It's a weird thing. It's weird, but I think it's okay, actually. So he knew her since she was 12. Yeah. That's he was married at the time he, it, you know, when she became
1: older, like 18, he actually left her for a year. He like, I don't want to be, I, cause I think he was, he's
0: probably feeling the really attraction. attracted to her. Yeah.
1: And so he actually would like, he like, and then she, Celine, was so poor growing up, I guess she slept with like a picture of him under her pillow. Yeah. And, but she was sleeping in the same bed with her mom. So like, she was trying to like hide yeah. this love she had for like, she's been obsessed with this guy, like her entire life. And he was so good to her. I mean, they ended up, they were married until he died. That's they right. They seem to have a great relationship. 30 something year marriage. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I know well, they, mean,
0: it's, it's a weird, they, and they were very conscious of it too. They kept it under wraps, yeah. which I get it. So they knew that this potentially looks bad. Yes. I, it just sounds, it seems like some, like they had some thought about it and I think it's fine. I actually think it's fine. It's a little weird when you know someone since they're a 12 I mean, year old. They did
1: wait until she was 20. Yeah. 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 So it's like, all right, well, I mean it's definitely strange. Um, it wouldn't be what I would want necessarily maybe for my family member. But then again, at the end of the day, like, what do you know? Because they were, they were they Yeah. I mean, I know people might say, oh, this is different. How is it different than the Woody Allen thing? I think it is uh, different. Yeah. Um, uh, for, you know, Renee doesn't have a track record of this. It was just no. this one instance. Um, and they're not creating art. They both seem to be, like you said, they both seem to be aware of like, this isn't. This is Yeah, this could be. This is yeah.
0: problematic. This is troubling. Right. Um, but you don't get, like, she's well-received, people respect, like, they hang, you know, in public, and um, they have friends who are famous people, too. They all seem to yeah. be fine. Like, don't get me wrong. If,
1: like, let's say we were in a time, you know, whatever, and I heard about this story. Let's This story happened right now. Yeah. Got this 20-year-old oh. woman with this, like, 48-year-old like, guy. I'd be like This is fucked up. Yeah, agreed. This is weird. But, you know, we do have the, you know, the benefit here of being able to look back at it and be Like, well, they were married Seem to have a really one of the healthiest, happiest marriages in show business, yes. And they seem to be good people, they seem to be good people. No one like he I, seems to be I, a good guy, so I, I think I would have been wrong about it, like I would have been, I would have taken an L on that one. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a weird she's odd, she seems like a very nice person, but she seems very odd, yeah.
0: She's odd, um, and well, think of that her life, like you know, she's yeah. a huge talent star doing uh shows when she's just a kid, five, six, seven years old, or something, and then. She's traveling out, around the world when she's 12, 13, 14 years old. As they're trying to build her career. Like, she's in Japan winning competitions as a teenager, all sorts of shits. like, that's a weird life. That's a weird life. Um, but I think, but I don't, you know, I don't know. But I think she's actually probably a pretty good person. She seems like a good person. She seems like a really good person. Yeah. So, I don't root against her.
1: No, I don't I hate either. her music, but yeah, I root for I, I
0: don't, I have no, yeah, she's not
1: someone I would like, you know, chuckle if something bad happened to her you know what i mean like no no no, you know, no, she no like, it's like oh her. you know like she seems like a good person yeah um it, it's sad you know you know uh rainy was so old when he died or you know he died he was, was 70s but like he still had young kids because she was so young i know so it's like oh, that kind of sucks it does suck
0: yeah because they had they have, like one, three young kids i think right uh one of her kids is like 18 he goes by uh um big tip
1: Shine with my Louis on. It's me, my is this him yeah. go wrong. Please let me go on. And yeah, I got some He's not good, boys. but he's right. just good. Uh, do you think
0: Sweetie has a good voice? I do. Uh, I think it's a co- I think it's a colder voice. Like Whitney Houston's much warmer, probably just as talented technically, I would think. Um I would rather listen to Whitney. But uh, she has a good voice.
1: Yeah, something like I I'm, must I'm be like the accent or something. Something bothers me. I about a
0: little nasally too, but yeah, uh, but she has good technical skill. It's not my favorite timbre of voice. No, yeah, she's she's got she has a she has a good voice, pretty powerful. Would you ever if you lived in Vegas, say, would I go you, see her? Would you ever go? Nah, I wouldn't. Either. No, because the music, I, I, don't, I, don't I really care. don't like her music. And I don't care about the state like the show. I'm sure she was right. on a good show. And I
1: would, I would be pretty forgiving. I would go see a lot of stuff. I wouldn't normally see. Like all right, chance to yeah. go see them live or whatever. Like share. Yes. Like, I mean, well I mean I would totally go see a share show back in the day. Maybe not now. Back in the oh, day I would, right. Yeah. Or
0: Madonna Now, say. Yeah. Yeah, I would go see that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: But like even like lesser talents I would go see, or lesser people I think less of I would go see. Yeah. But like Nah, I'm not interested in the I music. just, re- I just really and Dion is like one of those like artists I like the least musically.
0: Yeah. It's like uh, Richard Marks or something. Yes, I would never see Richard Marks. Couldn't do that. Right. Or or like Kenny G. Like any, that, any of that. I would never see that music. G. Exactly. Like, shoot right. me. This is like right. if if there was. I don't care. if Someone
1: gave me free tickets and I was at the casino ready to
0: go. I would be like, this got to be something else to do. I think if someone gave me backstage to Celine and I, Selena Dion and I could go shake her hand. I might do that. Just kind of kind of like an interesting what a fraud. thing.
1: You don't like your music.
0: I don't I'd probably say that I was like listen I really respect you I like you your bond with Renee was so big I hate your music but thank you for putting on a good show see you what an asshole <laughs> no I think if I go I, I would if I, want, I, if I if I go meet you want her, to deal with you I just, oh of course you I'm so charming I'm so good I'm good with like parents and stuff she's like a, she's like a parent at this point I don't know what are you talking like about? in-laws or things I don't know <laughs> what a loser older people like me I'm so nice I'm charming mm well, you wouldn't go, you wouldn't, if you got backstage, if like no. you could go like me and shake no. your hand, no, I, I might do know, that. I, I don't, I wouldn't mind. No. I would skip the show and then I would, go backstage. No, I'm good. You wouldn't do it? No, no, not for me. Yeah, but that would be my hell. If you, if you, if there was a hell and it pumped Celine Dion and Richard Marks and, and Kenny G, I'd probably, that would, that would definitely torture yeah. me forever. Right. Yeah. If Brian Adams. Yep. Yeah. I can deal with Brian Adams way more than I could deal. I would go, if I had the, if I had to listen to a half hour of one or half of the other, I would listen to Brian Adams. Oh, me too. Like, no, there's not even a oh, oh
1: not yeah, even half course. hour, an hour. Is
0: that what you're saying? No, half hour, half hour,
1: How about a half hour, hour. So hour of Brian Adams or half hour of Celine Dion. I think I'd choose a Celine Dion.
0: I think I'd probably do that because there are maybe three or four Brian Adams songs I'd be okay with. Like, you know, right. Summer 69 is fine. No, I don't like that. It's not good. I'm just saying it's a little bit different. Really Better like than Celine Dion songs or her fake uh, reggae songs and her adult contemporary bullshit. Um yeah that, that's, maybe I would go a half hour Celine Dion. But. So this was made for a movie. I want to talk about right so yeah uh the of reason why I got, I got is, right yes thank
1: you. Yeah so uh which is uh which is a, a great study in what happens when the Hollywood studio flexes their muscles. So it was supposed to be a story about Jessica Savage who was an NBC news anchor uh, who had a bizarre life. Uh, she died in 1982 uh, at 36. Very strange life. She was married and divorced. Uh, because her husband found out during that very short marriage in like 1980, 1980 or 81 that she was a drug addict. Oh. Uh, she had a major cocaine problem. Uh, meanwhile, she's anchoring like NBC News like weekn- a weekend nights. So like, you know how like you have Tom Brokaw yeah. Monday through Friday and you have other people on the weekend. She was kind of the weekend person in the, oh. in the early
0: 80s in NBC. As a 30 something? Yeah. That's pretty badass. Oh yeah,
1: as a woman too. Yeah. And she also uh, co-hosted uh, Frontline on PBS. Mm. So she was definitely like becoming like a, a major player in right. news. Um, and then things got really weird in 1982. Her husband got, you know, they got divorced. She ended up marrying her gynecologist, which is bizarre. That's weird. Who ended up like four months into their marriage. He hung himself. Uh, he, uh, he had been battling depression and other issues for a long time. And she, she's the one that found his body. Oh my God. And then she only was off work for three weeks, came back to work. Um, now rumors of a drug addiction had kind of circulated for a long time with her. Uh, and then she ended up, uh, you can see it on YouTube. It isn't quite, it's not like the smoking gun people say it is, but like, you can see her do a broadcast on NBC. Uh, back then they would have like interstitials. So like you'd have a commercial break and then the anchor would come on and be like, all right, here are like three quick stories. And yes. then they would go back to. A commercial then she would come back on do two more stories and wrap up it doesn't really it's not really done anymore but that's how it was done in the 80s you just kind of have to i guess believe, believe me. It. But they would kind of bust in during a commercial break with like i don't know 60 to 70 seconds of news because back then you didn't have cable it was your only yeah, way to get yeah, news yeah. so it's yeah, yeah. kind of a quick update yep so she's doing one of these quick updates and her voice is slurring she's like oh not really making probably sounds like me like doing one of these shows <laughs> you know all over the place uh but she's able to kind of it still makes sense. She's able to read the teleprompter. Like she's still able to, it's, it's coherent. Okay. But you can tell like something's just kind of off with her. Yeah. So when that happened, they gave her like a timeout and they're like, oh, well, why don't you go kind of, in other words, why don't you fucking go to rehab? But without saying that, and she, she was dating somebody else at the time who was the publisher, not the publisher, but one of the key editors, I'm sorry, the New York Post. And they were out to eat. This was like see, uh, three weeks after this incident that
0: was, she's dating some guy three weeks after her ex-boyfriend ex-boyf- her no, weeks out. This would have been okay. a couple uh, this would have been a year after Still that. going from husband to guy who hung himself to this guy. Now dating yes. a lot of people
1: in a short amount of time, which well, is a pretty girl. And she definitely, I think had her, you know, choice of suitors. This would have been about, uh, about a year after the husband killed himself. At this okay. Point. All right. Um, and, uh, she, uh, the, the New York post editor, they all had a, they had dinner. They only each had one drink. There was no drugs in her body but it was a very rainy night and it was her and her dog in the back seat. And he was in the front seat driving and he went down. Uh, he, he was in the highway and he went down like the wrong road and he up down, like on this really narrow alley uh. that was a, right on the water. And the car fell into the water. What the fuck? It was a dark rainy night and they all drowned. Oh my God. They couldn't get out. She was dead by 30. She's dead at 36. Oh and Jesus. So the story is always kind of captivated. People are alive at that time. Cause it was just weird. Like you said, like, she's like 36. She's a pretty big name in news. I mean, you know, there were only three networks back then. So to get one of those slots were really highly coveted. Right. Before CNN was a really a thing, they were existed, but they were, you know, nothing. Um, So people really trusted these people with their news. Yes. And, um, you know, she's dead at 36. So people kept trying to get the movie made, but it was such a dark story. Plus there was rumors that she was bisexual. Uh, She obviously had major drug issues, but then she didn't have drug issues when she died. So there's all these weird things going on with her. The husband killed himself. Yeah. So they finally get the green light to make this movie. It's going to be called Up Close and Personal and it's going to star Michelle Pfeiffer as right. Jessica Savage, kind of a character. They changed the name so because- the, the Family.
0: Yeah, or, the yeah. family's
1: been, always been kind of pushing back, saying that Jessica's legacy has been tarnished by some of this stuff. Sure. Unfairly so. Other people argue it is fair. They've written books. There's a whole thing. Right. So they're like, all right, I want to get this movie made. So the studio steps in and is like, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we get Robert Redford to play the other lead? And they're like, well, it doesn't really fit. Like her husband- None of her husbands were that old, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, guess, yeah, you know, yeah. Redford's a big name, so sure. Yeah. And they're like, well, why don't we also make it so, like, I don't think she needs to be a drug addict, <laughs> right? Hey, <gasps> you know what? Actually, we don't really need to have her die at the end, do we? Seriously? And you know what? Like, maybe, you know, have you guys seen A Star is Born? What if it's kind of like that? And like, he's the mentor and he helps her out and then she eventually kind of becomes the bigger star. Like, why? maybe that's a more interesting story <laughs> to tell. And the, so the, the and the guy who wrote the initial scripts, I forget his name, sorry. He was so like put off by it, but the money was so good for the script, he couldn't yeah. read the project. And he ended up writing a book about it. I I haven't read it. I really want to read this book about how like he couldn't leave this horrible situation. But he wanted to, so that he became so angry and embittered about it. Because they basically took his story and just made it like a Star is Born remake. Right. And um, with like, you know, Celine D.I. music in it. And like, that was not what was green light. It's funny how, so eventually he goes to the studio and goes, What the fuck was this movie supposed to be? And they're like, I don't know, but you know what it is now? It's a movie with movie stars <laughs> and a conversation. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's what it became. So it became yeah. kind of this, and a movie made uh, $100 million. This song helped. So they were right. The song helped. Uh, you yeah, Redford, yeah, Pfeiffer, and it became very much like a boilerplate, Star is Born.
0: You'd think sure. someone would be able to make that movie, though, if it's so compelling, and you wouldn't, you don't think it would I, would, I wouldn't think it would have to cost a lot of money. It's not like there's, it's like a big action film. I
1: know, right? Right? but I think when people got involved, it became a bigger thing. So it, right, so it ended up becoming a $50 million movie because you yeah, had Redford right. and Pfeiffer, and exactly. the whole thing changed. Yep. But right, if you were going to do like a 25, could you have done a $25 million independent film about this?
0: Absolutely. Right. Or Netflix should do something about it now.
1: It's so old now. I wonder if it's like, care. have it like no one remember. Like, I don't know. I only know Jessica Savage's story from, you know, afterwards, just kind of just being a, a TV nerd. Sure. I, she was two when I died yeah. and, I'm, and I'm 42 now. You have to be pretty old to remember. I like, so. so I think at some point you kind of it's lose. Gone? I think so. I, I think so. I don't know. Gone to the Do people ages? care about like 1981? Would someone go, you know, watch a two-hour well, movie? Well, the
0: so wild. It's a wild story. So maybe I think anything can be interesting content if you do it the right way.
1: Marrying your guy in college—that's a little
0: weird.
1: <laughs> it's really strange, right?
0: Yeah. Usually, that's not a. I mean, he might. You know, I, yeah, that's weird. Well, already seen it. I know. It's like <laughs> when? When did? When did he give her? When did it get? Like when, when did she get, get his personal. number? Like before? She must have. I don't know if he did that. That's, that's some weird that's doctor. That's quite.
1: I would love to. I would love to have heard that conversation. Like, how does that? Like, who asked who out for dinner? That's How does I that mean. go?
0: It would be better if she were the one who pursued that. But, mm. you know, because mm. he wouldn't, that, that, would, that would be really ugly Weird. as a doctor to, yes. to do that. Why would any woman want to go to a male gynecologist anyway? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. That, that's that just odd. seems.
1: It's quite a line of work to decide to go into, right? If you're a guy, you're like, yeah. you know what I want to do? let do that. <laughs> yeah, all right. I guess. I had a, a buddy of mine that was, um, he wasn't a gynecologist, but he worked in that field in Boston. Yep, and um, he's like, "No, actually, it's a pretty big turn off because you see like infections and yeah, you see some really just like things wrong with that area. Yeah, not necessarily the Uh, most pleasant situations. No,
0: No. (laughs) there you go. All right, well, (laughs) (laughs) was that why I was called up close and personal?" <laughs> story about the they kept the, they kept the name.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, that's funny.
0: Uh, all right, uh, Celine Dion. I think. Um, is there anything else about that? I don't think so. Uh, only that. Not a good song. Is this the no. worst song we've covered? No, but it's it's down there. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, super it's bad. It's really bad. Um, I had other stuff. It's fine. We're gonna talk. About it anymore. I'm done. I'm done with it. We moved on. Now, um, now it
1: gets exhausted
0: quick nowadays.
1: No, it's Getting not. Older. I'm exhausted.
0: Well, yeah, by it's shit music. Yeah, that's that tough. sucks.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we're back on Saturday with Strawshank Redemption. Yep. Remember, if, you, uh, you know, if you're hearing this, you're obviously a patron, so thank you. And also, um, if you want a movie, I know like like Lieutenant Kirk Caffey loves a movie Spy Game. Like, I'm guessing he'll nominate Spy Game. I know Ted Sellers has been begging us to do Tw- Twister. So <laughs> I'm sure some of those, but you got to nominate. Just, you know, you got to do it. You know, so if you, you know, if you're Caffey, you got to do Spy Game at Quantum Week. Yeah, and no oh. back channeling either. You gotta do it right where everybody can see. You guys, everybody see. And then yeah. I'm just gonna, and it has to be right. I'm gonna be a sticker with that this year. And I'm just gonna write down the first 60, and I see. That's it. And um, uh, and then the poll will come out the following week, and then we'll we'll start working on that. It'd be fun.
0: Yeah, I hope it's a good one, but it won't be. It won't be. You guys so will once again try to ruin us. Like and a Shitty movie again. Battlefield Earth which is the worst movie we've covered. Uh, R.A. Right?
1: So, Minahan, of course. He just said, I, I think he has some uh, ideas this year that he, like yeah. horrible. I think he's excited. So
0: he's, a, he's methodical. So he'll right. go down and say, what are the movies that made good money that were also the absolute worst piece of shit that we could find? And- uh, He'll, he'll find them. He'll pull it out.
1: Yeah, and don't worry about like I mean in theory as long as it's in the top 10, we can work with it, but I mean if but that's it, what I mean. If he's it, not
0: going to go some sort of documentary or something like something No, no, that he'll find, work. he'll find a feature. Yeah, he knows find, what he's doing.
1: Right, um yeah. right. So yeah, so the thing is it has to be how how do we been released in theaters in our lifetime? Other than that, you guys can pick whatever you want.
0: I guess. Um all right, anything else uh, we need to talk about before we uh we sign off? do sure. it.
1: All right, see ya.